Hello, friends, and welcome to a new and exciting feature on the Kings of Anglian channel. We're going to call it My Favourite Ipswich Town 11. I'm Mark Heath. Um, the, the man who gave birth to this concept joins me today, Mike Baker. Now, Mike, you're normally going to be hosting this, but clearly you can't do your own 11 without someone hosting it and setting you up. I mean, you could just sit there and talk to yourself like you normally do. Um, but from a presentation point of view, I thought I'd step in, show you how it's done, all that kind of thing. So in terms of the uh, docking your eyes, crossing the T's, points of order, this, I must stress, this is favourite. This is not best, because if it was best Town 11, it wouldn't really be a question. Everyone would just say the, the 1981 side and jobs are good and that's it. No more discussion needed. So this is very much favourite players that you like for the reasons that you're going to explain. Um, and Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about the idea and, and, and how you're going to set this out? Well, thank you very much, Heath. Yes, Mark, it's very kind of you to to uh, to host this for me to show me how to do it properly, um, which I do appreciate. Obviously, very kind of you. Um, but no, I just I, I just thought a little idea would be nice to have our favourite elevens rather than our best elevens, because as you rightly say, everyone would just know well, nineteen eighty one team or nineteen seventy eight and blah blah blah. So I just thought a little concept of because we've all got favourite players, and often they're not the players you would you know you you mm. you hear mentioned a lot because but they're players who. I mean, over the years I've been following Ipswich Town, there's certain players, and there's one or two here who I just have always, I've just liked them, but they'll never, they won't all, all go down in sort of the, the, in the history of Ipswich Town Football Club. And I'm sure fans out there and the people we're going to speak to, we're going to speak to, um, I'm going to get hold of a few, a few uh, celebrities and see who chaps we can chat to and see what they think of it. Um, oh, but I thought I'd, be, I'd best start with mine. Um, to be honest, Mark, just to get up and running. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, I can't see what the... You know, I'll, I'll let you know what mine is. And there's, then we can take it from there. OK, so Mike's going to be opening his vast contacts book and bringing in the, the big names to do this feature. But of course, as you say, it makes sense to start with your own, Mike. Um, and going forward, are you going to let people pick their own formations? Is it going to be a set 4 4 How are you going to do it? I think people just pick their own formation. Obviously, look, we want we want goalies, defenders, midfielders, attackers. We've got that. We don't just want eleven defenders. I mean, it's just mm. we, we just if you were picking a team, an Ipswich Town team, in some sort of semblance of order. I mean, um, and, and that's it. And also, at the end, I thought at the end, you just who was your favourite manager? Which to the to the to the older establishment, we 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 probably got only one or two choices. But for, for the more newer uh, uh, fans among Ipswich Town, well, they've had about twelve in the last sort of <laughs> five years. So I mean, lots to choose from. Um, lots to choose from, indeed. Right then, without further ado, then shall we kick off? Yes. Um, Mike Bacon's all-time favourite Town Eleven. Let's start with the goalkeeper, shall we, Mike? Who have you got between the sticks? Okay, right. Between the sticks for me is a goalkeeper who, okay, it's a little bit my era, but um, it's Paul Cooper. Now, Paul Cooper was the goalkeeper in the 1978 Cup final team and the 81 UEFA Cup team, obviously an Ipswich Town legend. But I liked Paul Cooper because, bizarrely, I always remember a story being told of when uh, England and, and Scotland and Wales and everyone else on international duty, poor old Coops was one of the only food players who stayed at Portman Road because he wasn't an international. Um, but he was he was a terrific keeper, very underrated. And he used to have this, he went through a few seasons, he used to save penalties at quite regularity, which I always found, which well, I loved him probably more than he just And he used hmm. to, if I can, if you could watch this on video, which well, you might be, you might, if you watch this video, he used to lean to the side of where he was going to dive Hmm. And he would dive that way, which seemed bizarre because if the player's coming up to take a penalty, he must see Cooper leaning in this direction. But if you look at previous videos, you'll see him leaning that way. And he goes that way and he saved a host of penalties. I, I love Paul Cooper. I thought he was so underrated. There's a great photograph of him at the FA Cup final with him pointing to his wrist to uh, one of our 
East Anglia the only times actually photographers to ask how long there was to go so um with, with just a few minutes to go um Paul Cooper is and would I mean a lot of people would say he's the best ever Townkeeper, probably unlucky in terms of international call-ups. He played in the same era as as Clements and Shilton, wasn't he? He, he? Very much so. I mean, he he never got he never got really a sniff near the England team. Mm. Um, and um, but yeah, he he was very underrated. He wasn't the tallest, but he was still a good goalkeeper. And um, which was best ever. I mean, you can go back, I suppose, go back to the sixties. Um, uh, Roy Bailey was a very good goalkeeper. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I never saw him play. To be fair, so I'm not gonna not gonna not pretend I knew much about him. And obviously, Richard Wright did play for England, so yep. Richard Wright did very well, of course. But I'll stick with Coops for my favourite. Okay, write it down. Mike Bacon's goalkeeper is Mr. Cooper. Now then, let's um, let's start with the uh, the back four. Then shall we? We'll do it as we would write a team. So we'll start with the right back, Mike. Who's going to be your favourite ever Ipswich Town right back? Right now, my favourite back. We're gain. We're we're still in the eighties era for this, and we saw seventies, eighties era. And um, I'm looking at a player who I thought was was just a very, very exciting right back. Um, very exciting. Did the right things. Good crosser of the ball. Used to hurtle down the wing at pace, swinging his arm round sometimes to slow himself down. He used to run so fast. And that's George Burley, who of course <laughs> went on to manage. But I mean, we'll mention that a bit later. Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. Mm. But George, I like watching George. I thought he was a terrific fullback. Of course, played for Scotland. Um, he had a bit of. He had a lot of quality about him. He wasn't sort of that. He was. He was a tough tackler, but he wasn't. He wasn't your out and out get stuck in type for. But he had a lot of quality. Um, yeah, I mean, he he created so much, scored a wonderful goal against Millwall in the FA Cup sixth round when Ipswich won six one on their way to Wembley. Scored the first goal, I think, that day. But he needs to score a few goals. But uh, I found him a terrific fullback. Um, had a lot of skill. Of course, missed out in the UEFA Cup final through injury. It was a shame. But uh, George Burley, very much be. I'd have him at right back. Mm. I think I think a lot of people, maybe uh, newer fans, Ipswich Town, maybe forget that that. Burley ever played for them, or at least what a good player he was, because clearly newer fans will remember him as the manager who took them up via the playoffs. But Burley, a fantastic player for Ipswich Town as well as a manager. Now then, Mike, the big men at the back, mm. people heading the back of people and kicking them up in the air, or will they be in your selection? The mm. two centre-halves, who have you got here? Well, you see, my, I was very much brought up again. We're going back to the, the, the era. The, I had There was four centre-halves who really always, always stood out with me. There was mm. your Hunter Beatty and there was your Osmond Butcher. Now, between those years, those four guys were just immense. So what I've done, I've got a little sort of eclectic mix of the, the two pairs, really. I've okay. gone for Alan Hunter right. and Russell Osman. Now, I don't know if they played together. I think they, I don't know if they quite did. I don't think they did. They didn't quite overlap. But, but Alan mm. Hunter was just... Oh, Alan Howe was terrific. What, what, a, what a man, what a character he was. I mean, he was obviously alongside the beat and they called him eggs and bacon, didn't they? Bobby Robson famously, but Alan Hunter, I mean, Alan was terrific. And and he was, <laughs> it was a bit aggressive and a bit, I think a bit scared of him. I think he, the report, the reporters who worked at the time, he'd be very careful with Alan. He, was a, he said it as it was, um, mm. but he was a terrific football, strong, uh, powerful, intimidating Um you know, not dissimilar to Terry Butcher, but I'm going for Alan Hunter. Alan Hunter, I liked him as my favourite. I just, I just liked his persona. I liked the way he carried himself. Um, you always felt with Alan Hunter in the team, things were good. You know, Alan. Mm. You know, you didn't want to, you didn't want to miss him. And um, so, Alan Hunter was was someone who I, he was probably one of the earliest centre halves I remember. So I think often people have that with favourite players. They remember early moments, early times, and and he was someone I, I always remember from a very early stage. He was, he was fun. I think he used to play up to the crowd. I mean, he was mm. just. Big Al, Big Al Hunters after you, the North Stand used to sing. Was it six foot two eyes of blue? 
big Al Hunter's after you if you ever see if he was running around the pitch trying to kick a centre forward. So that was always great. And I remembered that chant, I suppose, as well uh, about big Al Hunter. Mm. And um, so he's there. And of course, Russell Osborne alongside him. Now, Russell, Russell's a very classy player, played all the 81 season. Uh, and again, it's funny, isn't it? Because you had Beattie and Hunter and you had, mm. and obviously Butcher. And often Russell's sort of like, I wouldn't say forgotten, because the wrong word, completely the wrong mm. word. But, you know, but Russell was terrific, played for England. And I loved his style again. I loved his style. He, he, he always carried himself well again. He was he was strong. He was strong, physical, um, won lots of headers and uh, always struck out to me as a player. He was really a player I really enjoyed watching. You know, of course, Beatty was brilliant. Of course, Butcher was brilliant. But, but this is a favourite 11, as we keep saying. Mm. And Russell was, I liked, I liked Russell. Good centre-half. You just liked his hair, didn't you, Mike? Let's be honest. He did used to have a very nice haircut, to be fair, Russell. Yeah. He's always very trim, very trim lad. He's always looked, he always looked good, Russell, to be fair. He was um yeah, he's a smart lad. He he knew how to look at he had to yeah, good. everything about him was good. I liked I liked the way everything about him. And that we've got to jump in, obviously, you've mentioned there, BT. Pretty much universe acknowledged is the best player that Ipswich Town have ever had. He was extraordinary, wasn't he? Um, but not in your favourite eleven. Um, why does he just miss out for you? Um, well, he misses out just on the basis of of I suppose. Hunter was very well. I like. I just like. I suppose Hunter stuck with me because from an early age, yeah. and, and he was one. He was his first centre half, and like I say the song "Big Al Hunt." I always remember that. And and Russell really well. I, of course, I could put Kevin Beattie in. Um, I could put Kevin Beattie in every. I could put. I could put Kevin Beattie in every position. Actually, quite frankly, <laughs> be all right. He was that good. Yeah. Um, but I've decided. Look, this has got to be a favourite eleven, not a best eleven. It was the best eleven. Beats is there, but I like Russell. I like. Just, just enjoy watching Russell Osman play. So that's okay. why he's in nothing to do with the footballing side, not all to do with the footballing side of it. Mm, fair enough. Let's round out the back four then, Mike. Left back in the Bacon 11. Right, left back in the Bacon 11. Now, I'll be surprised if quite a few Ipswich Town fans don't go for this guy because I think they will. Maurizio Torrico is going to be my left back in the, uh, the Argentine. Now, Torrico... Oh, wow. What a story. There we all were sitting there. Ipswich Town are going to sign this Argentinian guy from... Uh, uh, well, from well, Argentina, obviously. <laughs> um, Adrian Paz, his name was. And we're going to sign yeah. Adrian Paz. And along with Adrian Paz, at the press conference, was this other guy sitting there. And apparently he's called Tariqo. And he almost looked as though he'd been brought along as sort of, um, I don't know, just to sort of just to carry his bags, Paz's bags or something. Just for, oh, But he can play a bit as well. So we, we're mm. going to sign him. Tariqo turned out to be a terrific signing. One of the best signings. And, and a favourite, favourite player of, of not just me. I'm sure it's going to be loads of Ipswich Town fans. He was fantastic. He's, he loved it. He scored against Norwich. He used to love play. He always played well against Norwich. I remember cracking goal he scored against Norwich. He screams up the other end of the pitch. He loved the big heat. I think he's once quoted as saying he, even as an Argentine, he understood the derby in Ipswich Norwich. He understood all that. He got it all, you know. Mm. He, you know, I don't know what happened to Adrian Paz. He just sort of vanished. I mean, Paz sort of poor old boy. I never really saw much of him. But Tariko became the guy, and it was a favourite of mine, big time. And and why not? And I'm sure he's a favourite of many of, of many town fans. I just, he he was <laughs> he, he was very aggressive. He was very Argentinian. He was uh, he he kicked people quite happily. Um, as simple as that. And I, I think fans love that. You know, he really got stuck in. So Tariko makes up my back four with, uh, I think, alongside Big Al and, and Russell Osman. He'd have loved that. They mm. never played together, but he'd have loved that. I believe I'm right in saying I saw Adrian Paz's only ever goal for Ipswich Town uh, against the, uh, the the cracking Liverpool side back in the day. I sat in the rain and watched Paz score his only Ipswich Town goal against a, a Liverpool side featuring some some big names back then. Uh, who knows where he went? But um, Tariko is in your back four. Let's move further forward then, Mike. 
to the midfielders, starting to get to the sexier positions now. Um, and let's start on the right then. Right midfield, who have you got? Well, on the right midfield, I've got somebody who, uh, he, he won't really want to play on right midfield. He'd rather play centre, but he's going to play right midfield in my team because he's one of my favourite players. He always will be. Uh, I think it's an absolute, we, we were so fortunate to have this player come through. We only saw him for a couple of years, but he made such an impression in a short time. And then when sold, he helped rebuild an Ipswich team that got into the Premiership, and that's Kieran Dyer. I'm going to have Kieran on the right-hand side of midfield. The few years we saw Kieran, you know, grow up from a 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid into, into the team, he was just he was just delightful to watch. He was a lovely football. I mean, he you know, we only saw three or four years of him before he went to Newcastle, and then Birdie obviously rebuilt, mm. you know, well, not re rebuild a team, but managed to sign new players in with the money we got, but... Oh, Kieran could run at people. His speed he had, he was so fast and nippy and he used to cut inside and do all sorts of straight out. Oh, and, and he was just great. And of course, he was Ipswich through and through, born just a stone's throw away. Uh, he loved Ipswich. Ipswich fans loved him. Um, and oh, I'll never forget the day where uh, I think he thought Ipswich, I think the last day of the season, it was all kicking off because I think it was Bradford or Sheffield or someone scored and Ipswich, it was all the playoffs, the last day and when someone scored, Ipswich was suddenly in the top two and poor old Kieran was in such a state, he, he was on the pitch. I, don't, I remember watching, he didn't even know to, to play, he still stopped playing because he yeah. thought everyone, the fans were cheering that Ipswich are now in second place and he was getting, but he was just a great player for Ipswich Town, well, he's a great player in general. We didn't see enough of him, obviously, because he went off, but we followed his career. Um, but for an Ipswich Town favourite, for me, I loved him in being in the side. Yeah, and he was at Wembley, wasn't he, when when Town did go up, um, being an Ipswich boy and an Ipswich fan. You're a good mate of his. You must have spoken to him before about how he felt that day, because it must have been bittersweet knowing that that was his club, but he wasn't kind of part of it. He'd moved on. He was gutted. He yeah. was gutted because, you know, well, he'd moved on to a different level um, and great for him because he, he was that good a player. Mm. But he would have done anything to be in that Ipswich team, that 2000 Wembley playoff fight. He, he was mm. there. He actually asked permission from Kevin Keegan, the England manager, to be able to go and watch because he was training with England. Um, and would be could he be allowed to go and watch the final mm. call? Uh, uh, I think it was Keegan. Yeah, it was Keegan. Keegan said yeah. yes. Um, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Go and watch the game. He must have. I think actually, Andy Warren's great Wemby video that we've got on our KOA podcast. Um, you sorry, YouTube channel of the 2000 talks to Kira about that as well. And he just, he, you know, I think Andy, Andy asked him, So, how did you feel? And he just couldn't hold it back. I was gutted, <laughs> gutted not to be playing. So, I mean, and he must have been, of course, because he'd been in the playoff picture with Ipswich for the two years mm. before that. And, um, and, and, and no luck. And, and suddenly they did do it after he'd gone. Um, but as the money, you know, that six million they got from Newcastle and they bought extra players in, you know, Jermaine Wright, Gary Croft, mm. and I think Marcus Stewart as well, um, made a huge difference to Ipswich Town at that time. And um, so he played his part in Ipswich Town getting up, even if it wasn't actually on the pitch. But mm. yeah, great player. Very talented coach as well, obviously not not with Town anymore. No. That's his job as the under-23s boss, but fingers crossed he'll, he'll come back to the club in the future because I think he's going to be a really, really good coach one day and manager. Um, right then. Dyer's on the right. Who have you got in the middle? You're two centre midfielders. Right. Well, I've got two centre mid- I've got, yes, you're absolutely right. I've got two centre midfielders, different, very different different eras. And my first one, actually, I just, I just mentioned him. I mentioned him just now. It's extraordinary. I mentioned him and then suddenly here he is in the team. But it wasn't deliberate. It was just the way it is. Uh, Jermaine Wright. Now, okay. Jermaine Wright, a player who a lot of people say, well, sometimes has go, who? Jermaine? Jermaine? Jermaine Wright was excellent. He came in to that Ipswich Town 99 uh, 2000 team. Um, actually, 
in place of Kieran Dyer in, in a lot of ways. Um, mm. That was what a lot of people spoke about. I love watching him play. I, I, he was a gr- he really was a good player and he was a great steady influence that time. It's again a, gold, a bit of a golden era for town fans that round that time. Obviously getting up, finishing fifth. And I enjoyed watching Jermaine Wright. I thought he was terrific. He was just a solid midfield player. Um, I'm actually doing an interview with him at the Black Tiles at Martlesham, would you believe? We weren't obviously having a drink because obviously we weren't allowed to. We just had an orange juice and a, and a, and a fizz buzz, whatever they're called. And um, anyway, we had, a little, we had a little chat. And I remember actually talking to him in all seriousness about the fact he'd replaced, in quotes, Kieran Dyer. And and he said, no, I, I, I'm just me. I I'm not, don't want to replace anybody. You know, I just want to be myself. He went on to have a really good little career with Ipswich Town. I was only about... Mm. Four years or five years, I think, four, three or four years, but made about need 200 appearances. I mean, we've had some great. This is a favourite 11. I mean, goodness me, who am I just to say <laughs> ahead of Franz Tyson and a few others, Jermaine Wright? But look, this is a favourite 11, and I really enjoyed watching him play. He was terrific. Um, yeah, and fantastic. And yeah, uh, yeah he's one of my centre midfielders. Um, alongside someone, we go back a little bit again, a guy, a guy called Noddy. And he was Brian Talbot, Noddy okay. Talbot. Now, Brian Talbot was in the 1978 Ipswich Town FA Cup. With, he used to run and run and run and run. And and I remember watching him as a youngster again, just thinking, wow, this guy just, Brian Talbot, just all over the place. And he was, and one of the reasons he's one of my favourite players and always will be, is because he scored the first goal in the FA Cup semi-final against West Brom with a flying header. He dived headfirst, clashed with John Wilde. And there's a picture of John Wilde with the bandage raised head for the rest of the game in that mm-hmm. cup semi-final with Ipswich won. But Noddy told that Brian had to go off with concussion and stitches. And um, and I'll always forget oh, that that for me always makes him one of my favourite players because he scored the opening goal that day, a flying header, and we'd won nothing. Ipswich had just been so close so often. And Brian Tolbert, that header that day put us on the road to beating West Brom, getting to the cup final, and then of course win the UEFA Cup a couple of years later. But Brian Tolbert, terrific player. And, yep, I, I, I mean, I, I know it seems crazy again. Well, why did Franz Tyson, Mike? Oh, I don't know. I can't, can't get him. No, Franz Tyson was obviously a fantastic player. But I'm talking favourites here. And Brian Tolbert, one of my favourites. Unfortunately, Ipswich Town won the FA Cup that year. Well, fantastically won in 78. And then I went to the uh, Charity Shield, which they used to have the, the, mm. the summer after, or a few months later. It's against Nottingham Forest, which Ipswich Town lost 5-0. And I think that was... Tolbert's last game at Wembley or last day mm. for Ipswich Town. And then he joined Arsenal and he won the FA Cup the next year as well. So he won the FA Cup two years on the trot. But there you go. Noddy Hold, uh, Noddy, Noddy Holder, I nearly said. I was going to say, why was, he, why was he called Noddy? Why was his nickname for I don't know, Noddy Tot. No, I'm sure. Yeah, of course, he was called Noddy. I I should have looked that up. Really. I should have done my homework before. Yes, I knew you'd ask me difficult questions, Heath. I mean, it's, I thought I'd done quite well. Just he didn't. He didn't look like Noddy Holder. That wasn't it, was it? No, I don't think he did. No, okay. I don't know. I can't, can't picture that hold in my head at this moment. <laughs> let us know in the comments below if you know why he was called Noddy. <laughs> um, let's round out the midfield then, Mike. Um, left midfield. Right, let's come way? right up to date, shall we? Right up to date with Ipswich Town Football Club today. This guy is one of my favourite players. He's been a favourite player since I saw him on loan. He's now back here again on loan. But he is one of my favourite players, and that's Bursant Selina. I think Selina is a terrific footballer. And if he'd been playing in the 81 team, he might not have got in the team, but he'd been in the squad. He'd have loved mm. it. That time, you know, surrounded with all due respects to our great player, fine players we've got today in a better side, Ipswich side, this guy would absolutely shine. But he is still shining and he is yeah. still doing some great things. That goal he scored this season against Crew, I think it was, where he mm-hmm. took out of the sky and chipped the keeper. I've seen him thump goal in against Leeds from about 30 yards a couple of seasons ago, top corner. 
he scored some fantastic goals, Selena, for Ipswich Town. And I know in the grand scheme of, of where Ipswich Town are now in League One, how could you possibly have a... But, well, yeah, because if, I, I find him a, a really... Ex, you know, I go to Port Road to be entertained and excited. He's a player. As soon as he picks the ball up, I think he's gone. Gone. Run out. Run out. Gone. And, there's, mm. you know, you have to go through periods of time in history of Ipswich Town players you've always thought that about. So right up to date, Selena, I think Bursant Selena has been and is, and I hope, I hope Ipswich Town get him to keep him because, you know, I just think he's he's such a talent. Um, and I like him a lot. He could be a, he could be a bit be a bit angry as well at times. Mm. He's had a little few, which I, again, I like that. Uh, uh, someone, so any Ipswich Town players I see at the moment, he's right up there. He's probably my favourite town player at the moment. So... Mm. Certainly got an edge. I think you cruelly overlooked Freddie Sears there, Mike, but um, this is your team. <laughs> right then, let's let's go to the top of the pitch, the sexiest of sexy positions, the boys who score the goals, the glamour position, strikers. You've got two. This is going to be one hell of a task for you. Which two Ipswich Town strikers are you putting in your favourite eleven? Well, there's been some strikers and a half, hasn't there, Ipswich Town, luckily, over the years. I've been lucky enough to see... I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't see Ray Crawford and Ted Phillips again. I don't go back that far, but... Um, and they were clearly fantastic players, but... I suppose he's my, my, one of my number one town players of all time and a player who, who obviously sadly lost um, recently as uh, Paul Mariner. Um, mm. Paul Mariner was just, I loved it. I loved, I could just watch him all. He just led a line. It was just wonderful. Headers, shots. Didn't matter. He just scored. I know we, we talked about Paul a lot recently for, for sadly for, you know, for recent mm. events. Um, but what a player in my favorite town 11 all day long. He scored a goal against Liverpool, the header, which I believe they showed on this big screen on Paul Mariner Day against uh, Plymouth recently. They showed that goal again. And I hadn't seen it for years. And it just reminded me, because I always remember what a fantastic header that was, what a great day that was. And um, oh, he was just everywhere and everything. He Just the greatest memories. And, and uh, he'd, get, he'd get in my greatest team as well, Ipswich Town 11. Mm. That's, that's all I can say. And, and it's not all these players I've talked about, they wouldn't, how many of them would get in my Best ever town 11? Hmm, not sure. Certainly Paul Mariner would. So not only is he my favourite 11, he'd be my best 11. Um, yeah, just just terrific footballer. And he scored that unbelievable goal, didn't he? Was it West Brom when town beat him 7-0 and he, yeah. he kind of he ran the length of the pitch and, and slotted it home? You, the word legend is something that gets grossly overused in football, as is great and icon. But... Paul Mariner was all of those things, wasn't he? And more. It, it, he was a legend and is a legend and will remain a legend for a very long time at Ipswich Town. Right then, Mike, one more player to pick. Who you put in up front alongside Paul Mariner? Oh, I think between you and me, Heath, I'd actually quite love to see this combination play yeah. together. That's probably one of the reasons I've done it. I mean, I don't quite know. I mean, he's way up there in one of my favourite ever town players by a mile, and that's Marcus Stewart. Yes, I'd have to have Stuart alongside Mariner. I don't know what chaos they would cause. I mean, Alan Brazil caused enough chaos with with Mariner, with, with Mariner. But I mean, it's it's yeah. I'd love to see Marcus Stewart outside alongside Mariner. I mean, their intelligence between the pair would be wonderful. I love Marcus Stewart. He's one of my favourite players. Always has been. Maybe I'm being a little bit. That's a little bit sort of uh, misty-eyed here because I, mm. I wrote a column with him for for a season um, with Ipswich Town um, with the Green and when I was Green editor, which I don't know if I told you. Heavy, I was. I haven't told you. Don't mention anyway, it. No. Anyway, that was back in the day. <laughs> back in 2000, uh, Marcus was a green and editor uh, columnist. So he was a favourite guy for me then because he was so down to, well, he's saying he is so down to earth. Um, he used to come in the office and sit and read the 
read the read the quotes, I read the letters that, and emails that people sent in, answer them, have such a lovely laid back attitude. And he was a damn good footballer, should mm. have played for England, should have at least got an England, even if he didn't play, should have at least had an England squad call up. Um, and that season where he was scored all those goals was one of my favourite seasons of yeah, well, for forever in you know just town seasons, I suppose it's it's right mm. up there with with the eighty one, you know that two thousand season where town finished two thousand two thousand and one where they finished fifth. I mean, some of the things town did that season were fantastic. Marcus Stewart was right at the heartbeat of it. He was he was just such a good finish, dancing around everybody at Liverpool at Anfield. I mean, oh well, scored at Man City with a flying header. I mean, we beat Man City three 0 away. I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, just wonderful days, you know, uh, just brilliant. And Marcus Stewart was. Um, a huge part of that. I mean, the whole team was great, but he was an integral part of that. Made me one of my favourite players. And so, I, Marcus and Mariner. Mark Stewart and Mariner. What a, what a strike force that would have been. And I, I love the, the story you've often told. You mentioned it there. Marcus Stewart sitting in our office. He, bear in mind, he's the. I think he was a leading English scorer in the Premier League that season, wasn't he? So, a genuine wow. football superstar sitting in our office, reading questions and responding to them. We, there's no chance now we could get an Ipswich Town player into our office doing the same thing. And they're down in League One, nowhere near the same level as Marcus Stewart was playing at. Um, and he's, he's a bloody, ruddy, bloody nice bloke as well, isn't he, Marcus Stewart? Um, he's a good down to earth. He's a good down to earth guy. He's a top. He's, he's exactly what he is, and that's why. Yeah. That's, that's. I mean, you know, I'm judging this on favourites. So favourite comes a little bit of personality as well, and sort of guy mm-hmm. you are. And and yeah, yeah, he used to sit there, Mark. You know, uh, used to have this. I used to computer. I'm, and I had to set up an email for him, <laughs> Marcus Stewart <laughs> at Green and dot Co dot UK. So people go, oh, you know, that's that's back in 2000. We had to set up a little email address. These emails used to flood in. Marcus, what's your favourite slippers? Marcus, mm-hmm. what's your favourite biscuit? Marcus, what's your you know? And 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 he used to sit and look over and read them and answer them we had two pages pages i remember pages mm. two and three of the grid and sometimes were full on ask ask marcus it used to be and there was a picture of him answering them and chatting it's great great great, great. Days. yeah great days right then mike that's the end of your town 11 are there any honorable mentions are there any subs or are we just going with straight 11 players nothing I think to be subs is slightly dishonourable to the subs. I mean, I, okay. I know, you've, you know you're know, you either favourites or not. I, was, I did think about it. He's a very good point. I did think, shall I have a sub or two? And I thought, what if I turn around and say sub and I go Arnold Muren? How can you possibly have Arnold Muren as a sub? <laughs> I mean, it's just scandalous, you know, or, you know, I'll, whatever. You know, Mick Mills is my sub. I mean, no, no, you can't have these things. So he's case, like, are, are there any players that you really agonised over not having in the team? What, where was, was there a real tough decision? There must have been a few along the line. Yeah, I mean, for Franz Tyson. I, I, Franz Tyson was my mm. main one because I did love Franz Tyson. He was, uh, and I, I, yeah, I, yeah, Franz Tyson. Uh, perhaps I, perhaps I should, perhaps we should rewind this and go back to about <laughs> minute twelve, and I'll start now. Franz Tyson would have been the. Uh, I mean, out of all, I love Franz Tyson. I thought he was a great mm. player, and uh, well, they're all great. There's loads of great players, wasn't there? It was, he was. I love watching him play. He was a favourite of mine. Um, he would mm. be the one single player that I, I should have a 12, really, not 11. But there you go, mm. I can't. And if you haven't listened to it while we're, while we're, while we're doing this, Mike, you, you had a great chat with, with Franz and with Arnold, actually. Um, be available still on the KOA feed. Go back and find it. A couple of interview specials. I think that was on the anniversary of the um, 81, wasn't it? The uh, mm. UEFA Cup win. So go back and listen to that. Right then, Mike, that's your 11. Do you want to read your full 11 out? just so everyone gets it uh, in their head. And then we'll talk about the manager. So what is Mike Bacon's all-time favourite Ipswich Town eleven? You're assuming I can remember all that, can't I? Well, I'm hoping you've got it written down, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I have. of course I have. Yeah, of course I have. Sorry, yeah, you did tell me to. Yeah, right, my goal is Paul Cooper. Mm-hmm. Right back, George Burley. Centre-backs, Russell Osman and Alan Hunter. 
left back Maurizio Tarico. Mm-hmm. Right midfield, Kieran Dyer. Two centre midfielders, Jermaine Wright and Brian Tolbert. Left midfielder, Bersant Salina. And up front, Paul Mariner and Marcus Stewart. That's my favourite Town eleven. What a team that would be. Um, need a big character to manage them, Mike. Who would be your your favourite? I mean, this, again, when you talk about Ipswich Town managers, they've had some of the, the greatest who have ever done it in charge at Ipswich Town. But who would be your favourite Ipswich Town manager for this eleven? Okay. You're, well, you're absolutely right, Mark. I mean, what managers Ipswich <clears throat> Town have had? I mean, well, two Eng- well, two of England's best ever mm. managers. So, but um, my favourite, my favourite manager again, probably a little bit sentimental, but it was because um, it, 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 it was just, it was. I just, I just think to come through playing the amount of matches he played for Ipswich and then to manage them to the level he managed them at. George Burley is my favourite manager by distance because mm. he, achieved, you know. He 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 was he's never going to be the Bobby he's never going to be Bobby Robson he's never going to be Alf Ramsey he was never going to manage Scotland to the World Cup but you know it, he he just did so much for this club he was manager of the year in two thousand you know uh, two thousand one mm. um, which is something none of the other managers ever won um, I suppose I, I suppose I, I, I got on well with George and and. Um, although I do remember we got off to a bit of a rocky start when he, he had to phone me up one Sunday morning after a piece in the green and because um, he didn't go off to a good start with Ipswich Town, uh, mm. George. It all ended well, but well, it certainly got better, but it did start great. And somebody had already written a piece in saying how long we're going to put up with George Burley. He'd only been about four months and I sort of printed it. And he's on the phone Sunday morning says, is this what you're going to, is this, 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 this the start of it? Is there, I've only been here four months. And I just had to explain what's well, just someone's opinion. It wasn't our opinion. But anyway, from then on, but all, George always had time. Um, to chat, um, and and he just did so well for Ipswich Town Football Club. It's you know hugely underrated, mm. um, I think. I don't know was he underrated? I don't know. Perhaps people did rate him, but I mean, for, for what he did, played played five hundred games and then managed them to the Premiership. I mean, extraordinary effort. That tremendous, fantastic what he did. Um, so big favourite, mine, George. Terrific player, and and I thought he's a very decent manager. Got some, he got a lot out of a, a what was a good team. He turned into a, a very very good team. Mm. Credit to him. And, assume, of course, and Paul sports some very good young players through, like mm. Kieran. Hundred percent. I assume that um, Paul Hurst just missed out there, did he? Uh, he, he that close. You said I can only choose one, so I had yeah. to choose one. Mm, yeah. Well, anyway, I think you made the right decision. Um, right then, friends, that brings us to the end of Mike Bacon's. Favorite Town Eleven, the start of a, a new series, which is going to be Mike Bacon's favorite Town Eleven, but it's going to be Mike talking to various former players, celebrities, anyone he can find out of his vast contacts book from when he used to be Green and Elliot. He never mentions it. Um, so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know what you think in the comments below, and look forward to when Mike gets talking to, as I say, the celebrities, his contacts, um, and hopefully you'll enjoy the the the, uh, the feature going forward. Anything you want to say, Mike, before we take our leave? Well, no, I just hope people do enjoy it because, like I say, we often talk about, we often talk, as you say, best town 11s and this and the other. This is, it could be, I think it's going to be quite interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to speaking to our two people because I'm sure they're going to, someone's going to come out with some names and go, what? You know, <laughs> it's going to be brilliant. You know, it's going to be brilliant because I, I think favourites are massively different to best because we, we, as you rightly said, right at the start, we all know the best mm. um, or we pretty well know the best. Um, favourites are a different thing. Okay, well, thanks for having me host it, this first one, Mike. Uh, And Mike will speak to you in this feature next time. From true crime to football, Brexit to Pokeball, for more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
slash channel slash off.